The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the DJ and Dance. Our March Madness Bankroll Contest is back. It's free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes are up for grabs. Plus, we've got first half under bingo. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. Driver, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Welcome into the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, and talking racing things is what we do with you each and every day. And believe you me, there are no shortage of racing things to talk about today. Cody, did you survive the penalty palooza from today? Uh, at this point in time, I have not been fined. <laughs> I am also here so that I will not be fined. <laughs> I love it. I'm still waiting for my uh, letter from NASCAR informing me that I've been docked 100 points. And, I should uh, I'm maybe suspended. check the mail today because... Uh, Maybe maybe it's in there. You can get in trouble for talking on podcasts now, uh, according to NASCAR. So yeah, yeah, we're done. I mean, I'll tell you what. Right now, we're suspended for four episodes. Uh, just <laughs> keep an eye out when we come out again. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, shit. You want to dive into to penalty palooza, Rob? I mean, listen. Let's let's preface this by saying we did tell you yesterday in the truck or in the Xfinity show um, that there were penalties forthcoming for teams. Uh, we also did tell you that today was going to be the truck episode because the Xfinity odds came out before the trucks. Thankfully, truck odds came out today. Uh, it is Wednesday as we record this, so we're able to give you a freight two hundred eight. That's FR eight. <laughs> catchy i like 208 do you like that i i, it is, I that's a this is a, one of the i mean sometimes the sponsors are like eh, you know but this is cool i like it's it's catchy i like how they made it the 208 instead of just the freight 200 because then it would have been like eh, whatever yeah freight 208 somebody in the marketing needs to uh, raise because that yes, definitely absolutely is catchy but yes it is the freight 208 race we'll set it up uh just before we get to the first break but yeah i mean listen the news and notes from today it swallowed the whole the whole Twitter sphere, the whole NASCAR sphere. Um, obviously, like Cody's going to touch on here in a second, Hendrick gets hit, Colleg gets hit, Hamlin gets hit. Like I don't know that there's a car in the Almarola field. Almarola got Almarola hit. got. I mean, like so Chevy, Ford, Toyota, all of them got docked points or, uh, or fined or something. This but. was the big one. This was the big one 
before Atlanta. <laughs> so, Cody, go ahead. I'm going to uh, to sip my birthday beer and enjoy your regaling of what happened. Yeah, just sit back and, and sip that beer because this is going to take a minute to cover. So, so bear with me. Okay, so they did go forward with the penalties for the Louviers or whatever the hell that they were, basically the hood vents on the front of the car that they confiscated from. We'll start with Hendrick Motorsports. So Kyle Larson, William Byron, and Alex Bowman were each fined 100 points today in the regular season standings and 10 playoff points. So they will drop from... So Alex Bowman was leading the point standings. He drops to 23rd in the standings. William Byron goes from 4th to 29th. Kyle Larson goes from 5th to 32nd. Um, so, okay, so so only those three drivers were docked points because Elliott was not the listed driver at the time of this. And Josh Berry, who was the listed driver, is not occurring Cup Series points because he's elected into the Xfinity Series points. So that's why no points there. William Byron is the only driver locked into the playoffs because he's got two wins, which means nobody else can bump him out with having the two wins. So he's good to go. Something of an important note, you don't have to be in the top 30 to get into the playoffs. So if any of these Hendrick cars win, they can get in. Granted, I mean, Larson is 32nd. That's not going to last long, right? Going forward, it's going to... They would get into the top 30 anyways. But if it does come down to an Alex Bowman doesn't have a win, a Kyle Larson doesn't have a win later in the season, and we end up with a bunch of winners and the points get hairy, this could easily come into play. Then it's the 10 playoff points. Um, and so William Byron has 10 playoff points from two wins. Those are just wiped out. He's won some stages, so he'll still have the playoff points from those. Um, so Chase Elliott actually somewhat makes out decently in this because he moves from uh, uh, Chase Elliott moves from 29th up to 26th. <laughs> so he passed his uh, couple of all three of his teammates actually uh, in the standings. But again, he's going to continue to fall as he miss, continues to miss races. But the big thing for him, he's not going to lose those 10 playoff points, but he's also at the disadvantage of not being able to earn any right now and is likely going to have to win anyways when he comes back to get into the playoffs. So there's all that. Um, and then on top of all of that, all four of those cars, the 5, the 9, the 24, and the 48, lose 100 owner points. They also lose the 10 playoff points. That includes the nine car for the owner standings. Obviously, you need to get familiar with this owner standings thing because it's coming into play. This is two seasons in a row where it's come into play big time. Uh, and so obviously, you know, whoever is in the nine, whether it be Josh Berry or uh, is it Jordan Taylor? I think that's going to fill in next week at Coda. Of course, yeah. They're accruing those, those points, right? And that's how the teams get paid last season. Kyle Larson made it to the final four in the owner's championship. And so that car got paid for a top four finish, even though, you know, and Ryan Blaney got paid for 17th because he didn't make it in the, in the owner standings. We saw the shifting around with Bubba with Ty Gibbs and, you know, getting the 45, those owner points and all that jazz um, last season as well. So that is important, but all four of those car numbers, no matter who's in them, the rest of the season get docked the hundred regular season points and get docked the 10 playoff points. Um, all four of the Hendrick crew chiefs were fined $100,000 each. I'm assuming Hendrick pays that, but that's a $400,000 bill. Uh, and suspended four races. Um, 
this is the largest combined fine in in history of NASCAR. It's just four hundred thousand for one team. That's crazy. Um, and then also, so Hendrick is appealing these penalties. So so technically, when they show it this weekend on TV, Alex Bowman will still be the points leader. Those points remain intact while they're under appeal. So if you see that on the TV, don't be confused as to why that is. Maybe they'll explain that on the broadcast as well. But they are not going to appeal the crew chief suspension. So all four Hendrick crew chiefs will not be in Atlanta this weekend. Uh, makes sense with it being a quote-unquote super speedway to get those suspensions started and out of the way. Um, now, I mean, Hendrick has a stable of guys that probably most teams would like to be their regular crew chiefs. Uh, Bob Pockris speculated. Greg Ives, who's been the crew chief on the 48 the last couple of seasons. Kevin Mendering, a longtime crew chief. Likely going to be the first two candidates up. Does Chad Knauss jump back on a box, Rob? Please, please. Who knows? I mean, that they've got a loaded garage of people that most teams would take to be their everyday crew chief right now. So that's not going to be a problem. We've also seen those crew chiefs aren't allowed to be at the track, but they're in the ear. They're still making a lot of the calls. They're feeding information. Yeah, they don't get the opportunity to sit right there on the box and see it all in front of them, but they're still very much involved in everything the car does to be set up. And in everything throughout the race weekend, could could we um, see could we see Jeff Gordon doing the the I don't think crew he's chief thing on the twenty four? Come on, man! I don't think that. Come on, Jeff! <laughs> Come on, Jeff! Get Maybe he just sits on the box. The other thing too, so you're going to put all four of these crew chiefs back in Charlotte at the Hendrick camp. They're going to be sitting in a room talking to each other about everything that's going on. I feel like this could maybe be a good thing. Like they get to see you know observe it from afar, watch on TV, all this stuff. Like. Man, it that might even be more dangerous than having them on their separate pit boxes at the thing. That could start but, a trend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways, okay, so that covers all the Hendrick stuff. Hopefully you hung through all of that. Justin Haley received all of the same stuff. So uh, for him, it's the 100 points, and he moves from... <laughs> he moves to 49th in the points. Um, <laughs> he's at... <laughs> He's at negative 40 points on the season. Oh my God, so <laughs> rough for Haley. Likely going to have to win at this point to, to even make the playoff. I mean, it's very early in the season, but that's a long way. That's a lot of points backwards you're going for a, for a team that's that's good, but not Hendrick level. Right? That's the thing is Hendrick can likely overcome these. But, man, that's going to be the story throughout the playoffs. Like going back to the Hendrick real quick. Throughout the playoffs, if you know Kyle Larson misses the next round by seven points, by eight points, you look directly back to this and going to be crazy. Um, the one other comment I will make, too, if you weren't aware of exactly the situation, these these were confiscated before qualifying. So for qualifying in the race, Hendrick Cars had the normal things. All four of them finished in the top ten, even with Josh Berry. They obviously dominated the race. So going forward, it's not going to affect how Hendrick was Whatever, whatever they had there wasn't enough to push them over this board where they're at. They're they're still there. So Josh Haley or Justin Haley rather, um, he gets the hundred points. Fine, the hundred owner points, the hundred K suspension uh, for the crew chief. All of that stuff. No word yet on if they're going to appeal their crew chief suspension. So if they uh, they could choose to appeal it, and his crew chief could be there this weekend. Might actually be a good thing, a super speedway style of track where Haley is good. You might want to have his regular crew chief here and then begin serving that penalty next week. So 
they could say they're going to appeal it and drop the appeal Monday morning, even if they don't want, you know, for the crew chief and allow him to start serving that penalty. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. We'll update it as the week goes. If, if there's more news on that, uh, moving on to the next penalty on the list, Denny Hamlin made the comments on actions detrimental, his podcast on Monday morning. Um, he was docked 25 driver points and fined $50,000 for those comments that he wrecked Ross Chastain on purpose, basically. No owner points here, no playoff points, much less of a big deal. You know, maybe he loses the regular season championship by 24 points, and we're like, well, you know, but likely this isn't going to hurt too much, a $50,000 fine. Nobody wants to pay that, but I'm assuming that Denny can afford that fairly well, and Joe Gibbs may even pay it well. I don't know if Joe Gibbs would be happy about that, but... But this could potentially be, I, I posted this in the Discord, but is this the greatest like advertisement for a brand new podcast ever? Like the entire NASCAR world is talking about actions detrimental. And Denny tweeted today. Let me go and get his official tweet because I don't want to mess this up. But uh, he said, I won't be making an appeal to NASCAR. However, I will be making an appeal to the people. I'll see you next Monday. Hashtag ADDH which would be actions Action detrimental with Denny Hamlin. <laughs> so <laughs> again, <laughs> tune in next week to hear what he has to say about it. I, I hate this one. You go back and you, you look at it and NASCAR has been very inconsistent on this. You have the bubble Wallace incident. And I understand that that was maybe more egregious. Kyle Larson could have been very hurt in that race. They, he got suspended for a race. Uh, you go back, Matt Kansas was suspended for a race. Joey Logano wrecked. William Byron late in the race was that was it Martinsville I can't remember which race it was but basically dumped him to win and said after the race well if you're because William had moved him earlier and he said well if you're gonna do that to me I'm not gonna put up with that basically admitted to it and no nothing no fine now that was kind of a bump and run for the race who knows Denny did say on his podcast this week that him and Ross talked afterwards and and again this is coming from Denny not from Ross so who knows? But he said that Ross said, I guess I had that one coming and they felt like they were even NASCAR has said before they want these guys to be self-policing. Well, if that they thought that that was them self-policing and if if Ross really was good with it, then they fixed it and figured it out on the track. Why are you finding and suspending or, you know, finding him and, and docking points? I don't know that I totally agree with this one. I, I get that you can't have guys purposely wrecking guys. It's a safety issue and stuff, but. Maybe that's why they went a little lighter. Only a 50K fine. Only the 25 driver points. I, I don't know exactly. I, I still don't love that. As far as slaps on the wrist goes, I mean, $50,000 hurts. I mean, there, he was talking about going to the casino and dropping like right. obscene amount of money. People, so did you, hear, did you hear his last time they were in Phoenix where he won? Was it 50? Do you win $500,000 on a Powerball ticket? Something like that, yeah. 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 So, like, yeah, his friends were like, oh, make sure you go pick up some Powerball tickets. And he bought $300 worth of Powerball tickets and hit five of the six numbers and either one. I think it was either 50000 or 500000 or a million. But like, geez, dude. Yeah, seriously. So <laughs> Save some for the rest of us, Danny. Come that, on. That 50K to him is like, all right, he right. just goes to the so, ATM. and yeah. Or he's like, can I get your Venmo? NASCAR? He probably blew more than that on that Airbnb he was staying in for the last three weeks. Easily. So easily but and all of other, those guns that he was buying yeah yeah they yeah anyways one other uh fine suspension whatever here eric amarola he had that wheel that just came apart 
NASCAR determined that that was from it being improperly installed uh, and led to the wheel coming off. So the again, they changed that rule this year. Two crew members were suspended for two races, and that's the end of that. I don't think there was even a fine or anything on that one. Um, I should double check on the the fine status there, but I don't believe. I don't think those there are was that. a fine. I think it was just the two crew members suspended, which is. They didn't, he didn't, Bob didn't specify it here in his report, but uh, it's generally the jack man and the tire changer that for whichever tire it was that came off. Yeah, that's pretty standard. That's how it was last last year too. When those types of things happened, they were just doing the two. Uh, well, last year they had the crew chief. No, I had the crew chief. You're right, you're right. Yeah. You're right, yeah. So, um, and then he did, Bob did say he talked to Elton Sawyer and asked him, you know, what 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 did they do to the to the, the parts and pieces, right? That that caused this massive fine. Elton, he's the director of competition or vice senior vice president of competition for NASCAR. Um, wouldn't comment on it, but it is still up for appeal. So we likely wouldn't find out until after the final ruling is made, if we even find out uh, as far as what modifications they actually made to to these these pieces that caused this massive massive fine massive massive points uh yeah so i know that was a lot of information but wanted to try and at least explain that as best as possible uh for for all that that whole deal there the reader's digest version uh hendrick did bad nascar slap hard drivers are now <laughs> drivers Chase are now Elliott in trouble somehow makes out sort of good yeah like i said before we got there he broke his leg oh my leg he knew this was coming and he was like you know what i'm dodging the bullet i'm gonna go snowboard and break my leg yeah i'm gonna guess he probably would rather not have a broken leg would rather be at the track oh yeah rather have these chances to win he, he could have won some of these races that that william won you know and instead and be locked in the playoffs and all that but uh yeah hopefully he'll be back soon all right. Well, we've got you good and caught up now on all of the... I mean, look, I don't know what NASCAR is going to do with that $400,000, but uh, maybe Denny Hammond will go blow it in Vegas the next weekend uh, and, and try to get some of his 50 k back uh, from losing it out there. <laughs> oh, that guy. Um, all right. Yeah. We are in Atlanta this week. It is the Freight 208 as we were talking about, it is 135 laps around this mile and a half paved track for a total of 207.9, hence the 208 mile race. The Atlanta Motor Speedway, we talked about it during the Xfinity Series race. And if you're not familiar, just uh, had redone itself last season to be more of a super speedway style track. Uh, again, but a, not a two and a half mile, but a one and a half mile super speedway. The banking in these turns is 24 degrees and a five slightly uh, banked straightaway at five degrees. So lots of banking in a short amount of space. These trucks, it's, I mean, it's, I, we didn't see a lot of pack pack racing in these trucks last season around this track. So, I mean, it happened and it bunched up, but I think by and large, it wasn't necessarily what we totally expected. So this, this truck race should be pretty tame. Uh, I know we're still going to prep for chaos, but uh, I still think that we're not necessarily in for as wild a ride as we expect with the other two series. But, uh, you know, like I said, we're prepping for chaos with this one as well. Uh, Cody has loaded up every single box with 15 bets, so you're going to get some quality bets here uh, coming up very, very soon when we get to the betting part of this. 
Yes, a couple of really quick notes as well. Um, there is a potential for rain on Friday when the trucks and Xfinity series race or is supposed to qualify. If it is rained out, they will use the metric and there will be one did not qualify from each race. The Xfinity series, again, we covered the bets yesterday, but just to touch on it, it would be Anthony uh, Alfredo in the, is that correct? No, he's the 78, the 74. Who's, it would be Dawson Cram, who would be the person not in. We didn't have any bets on him anyways. Um, in the truck series, it would be Lane Riggs in the number one truck. So I know that back in Daytona, and we're going to talk about one of these guys in a few minutes, we had some guys put, you know, we put some bets on a, on a guy that did what did not qualify for the race. The books, unfortunately, did not refund you like I had hoped they would, uh, and, and counted those. So just be aware if you're going to bet on someone like Lane Riggs in the truck race. I don't think either of us have a bet on him. No. But if you plan on betting on him, maybe wait and see if make sure qualifying's not rained out. Now again, you end up betting on the one guy who doesn't make it in qualifying. You know, that's going to suck as well. But uh, just just be aware of that. Yep. Make sure you're clocking who is in the race, especially before. And again, if, if you're going to put a, any money on either one of these guys, uh, just make sure that you do it after you know they're going to be in the race. And yeah, those you know. and, and I mean, even maybe so anyone that, that's questionable to make these races when, when we get to talking about guys like Spencer Boyd, that's that's the the guy who didn't make it in Daytona. Because, again, sometimes these trucks don't necessarily have the speed in qualifying, but that in the race it doesn't translate the same because of the draft, because of the chaos, and they're able to race well despite not being fast in qualifying. So so if it is somebody questionable like that, maybe you wait until after qualifying. I will just toss that out there. The number might move a little bit, so you got to take that risk, but but weigh those weigh those risks as you see fit. If you know your book is good about giving you back the money for people that don't participate, then you know by all means, it's just how well you know uh, what your what your book is is rules are and and how good they are at following them. So, uh, yep, as we always say, just be responsible and be aware. So exactly. Uh, all right, well, let's set up some bets, shall we? Uh, Final Palooza is done. Let's uh, let's go ahead and set up some bets for this Freight Two Hundred Eight race in Atlanta. After the break, let's tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now live in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During this WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And of course, March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. You bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs, only if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present. Let's see play through. WinBet is available. If you or somebody who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The DGEN Dance, our March Madness bankroll contest is back. It's free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes is up for grabs. Plus, We've got first half under bingo where you can win an SGPN gift card. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. 
Atlanta, Atlanta. You are a fast track made faster. Um, these trucks are going to be going around this thing 135 times, trying to take home the trophy from the Freight 208 before this whole thing kicks off. You said rain is in the schedule, so we'll keep an eye on the weather. Hopefully, uh, it does not impact any of this, and hopefully it doesn't impact qualifying because, man, I just hate the metrics, man. I, I really like to see them get out and actually qualify for a race. And with no practice, no anything, you put these trucks out cold, it's already going to be chaotic. It's just going to be more so if that happens. So pray for no rain. Yes, and if you did not listen to the Xfinity Series bets yesterday, first of all, what are you doing? Stop and go back and listen to that. But we did talk about the pit road deal where the commitment line is going to be way ahead of time, uh, all the way back in turn three. Uh, remember, the one practice these guys are going to get is after that qualifying lap. So uh, <laughs> if you don't give these Xfinity and truck guys that, uh, that then, yeah, we'll see. Um, it does. So looking ahead at the forecast, uh, potential for heavy rainfall on Friday. Chance of rain is 100%. Rainfall near an inch. Um, that's during the day. And then another quarter of an inch at nighttime. So we'll see. Maybe they can get it in a window and, and get it done, but not looking too promising for that. Uh, luckily, knock on wood at this point, uh, both Saturday and Sunday look cool. Only 51 on Saturday. 50 or 47 rather on Sunday. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to get all the racing in then. Is this this truck race on Friday or is it on Saturday, Rob? No, it is on Friday night. It is on Friday night. Yes, so we'll have to see. Uh, oh, no, no the wait. race is on Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Saturday, well, March we got a 18th. Double header on Saturday. Oh. Which the way the weather's shaping up may actually be the best play, anyways. So hopefully that just holds if it wants to rain all day Friday, whatever. It'll suck for that to, to not happen. But long as it doesn't interrupt our racing, we'll be fine. Indeed. All right, Cody, what's the first bet then for this race? First up, Tanner Gray. He cashed big for us back at Daytona where he finished second place in the spring. I'm back on him again today, this weekend in Atlanta. He is plus 850 for a top three. He is plus 325 for a top five. I'm going to take both of those books not being so generous with the trucks this time rod i think we uh ate them up that was our only win in daytona but uh but we did eat them up in daytona pretty good uh, i think we had tanner gray was he top toyota 14 to 1 or something something like that some number near there not even offering manufacturer odds this week as far as top manufacturer and everything maybe that'll come later in the week it is wednesday they were real slow to put out truck stuff this week obviously we had to do xfinity yesterday kind of throwing things out of order but uh, but yeah, slow on the truck stuff, being a, being a little conservative, but that's all right. Tanner Gray, uh, top three at plus 850, a top five at plus 325. Uh, like I said, he finished second in the spring at Daytona. Last spring at Daytona, he finished fourth in that race. Uh, and then last year in this race at Atlanta, he finished eighth. So doesn't have a ton of, of you know experience in the trucks. He's not been around that long in them, but... In the few super speedway races he does, he didn't he didn't have such good luck at Talladega. Um, but at Daytona with a second and a fourth place, that's a pretty good sample there in the last two races there. And finishing eighth in this race last year, he can slide up a couple more spots and get into fifth. Then you're hitting that plus 325. If he can finish second like he did at Daytona, that'll be uh, the plus 850. So I like that as as the, the leadoff with Tanner Gray. 
I love it. I love it as well. Because again, we won with them once. We can do it again, hopefully. Um, speaking of winning with people, we win a lot with Stuart Friesen, whether it's fading him or whether it's betting on him. And uh, prepping for chaos, I'm going to go ahead and bet on Stuart Friesen to be a top five truck uh, this this uh, Saturday. He's at plus 575 to do that. I mean, look, you look at his super speedway uh, record, and it's not necessarily the greatest. His average finish in Daytona uh, in this truck series is 23.6. His average finish at Talladega, a little better, at 14 and a half. So those don't necessarily scream at me, but I will say that this particular track, he's not bad on. And in fact, the last three races, including this one that was a super speedway. Now, mind you, the trucks only come here once a year. So it's not like Xfinity and Cup where they come here twice uh, a season. The trucks only race on this track once a year. So they don't have the extensive track record like the other drivers do. But um, for Stuart Friesen, in the first year of the configuration that they're in now, he started in second place, wound up in sixth place. Uh, and he actually led... 49 laps of this race and remember this race is only about 130 some odd laps so he led a better part of this race and so for that i get a little bit uh, uh hopeful that he can continue that and be good on this track two 10th place finishes uh, before that but again that was in that other configuration Stuart friesen did not have a great day in daytona he only had 20 uh, he only finished 28th uh, but he did lead a couple of laps, obviously pit cycles, you know, being what they were. Uh, but he rebounded in Las Vegas for a 14th place finish. That's a pretty big jump. That's 14 places. You give him, you know, another 10 places to finish better in this race. Uh, you know, Stuart Friesen, one of our favorite drivers. I like the price at plus 575 uh, for him to finish inside the top five. Like I said, he was only one spot away last time they were out here. Uh, and, and he's a better driver than... I think the books give him credit for. So I like plus 575 for a freezing top five. Yeah, I feel like this is good value for one of the best drivers in the field. So uh, no argument from me there. Next up, Rod, we are in agreement on our next bet. We both came to this without looking at each other's bets. There was no cheating, I promise. Uh, but we both have Carson Hosovar over Matt Benedetto minus 115. I'll give you the floor first, Rod. Why do you like that one? Well, I mean, I just look at Carson Hosovar's uh performances over the last few uh races in a super speedway over matt de benedetto matt de benedetto's not a good finisher at super speedway races so i i mean and carson hosevar we love us some carson hosevar we always have we always will he's a good uh truck racer and look he's not he hasn't started off the greatest this season he had a 12th place finish but he did finish in seventh place it's not what we want to see we want to see carson hosevar win races but i think Really, my handicap for this is just the simple fact that Josevar has actually done better than De Benedetto um, this season already, and so I'm not necessarily inclined to want to trust Matt De Benedetto over Carson Josevar when we know how talented this young man is and how hopeful his uh, his future is. So, like I said. I definitely was looking more at the past track history, and I didn't realize that you were going to pick this same one as well, so it's a good thing that we agree on this. Um, I talked about Josevar having a 12th-place finish and a 7th-place finish. Uh, Matt Benedetto had a 20th-place finish in Daytona, 12th place in Las Vegas. Um, so I was kind of looking at the what have you done for me lately, but I think you are also going to lay out his past stats, uh, both of these drivers, in super speedway racing. Yeah, well, first of all, any chance I get to bet against Matt DiBenedetto, I am all for 
he's probably the one guy in the NASCAR garage I don't feel like I want to have a beer with. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, uh, so so I like to bet against him. He did win the Talladega race in the fall. Matt Benedetto, Matt Benedetto, say that five times fast. Say it did once win slow. that race. That was a bullshit win. He should not have won that race. It should have been Brett Holmes. If not Brett Holmes, it should have been Ben Rhodes. But NASCAR gifted it to him. Whatever. So, yeah, anyways. But he's overly aggressive on super speedways because it's the only place he can be somewhat relevant anymore. So he's more prone to get into wrecks. You go back to Daytona earlier this spring. Carson Hosovar, a nice 12th place finish. Matt Benedetto, 20th. You go back to last season. Uh, Benedetto doesn't have a ton of truck stats because he was in the Cup Series for a while. But 10th place at, at Daytona last season, that's an okay finish. But Josevar still bested him with ninth. You go back to the season before, Carson Josevar finished fifth at Daytona. Go back to Atlanta last season, neither of them finished great. But Josevar, again, was running at the end of the race still and beat Matt Benedetto. So give me Carson Josevar at minus 115 over Matt Benedetto. Matt Benedetto all day, every day, baby. Yeah, this definitely wasn't close for me. I just, I know that I like Carson Hosevar. I know, uh, again, we talk about always backing it up with numbers, but sometimes the gut calls are the ones that, uh, and the eye test. I mean, we watch these races. You know, we don't just sit there and stare at the spreadsheets and, and try to see. And again, not that there's no uh, benefit in that as well. I'm, I'm but, much the opposite. I, I'm not a big spreadsheet guy. I'm, yeah. I'm much more the, the watch it and, and gut handicap, I guess you could say. Well, and again, there's a lot. I mean, when the two when the two come together, that's kind of where we're at with, with what we're doing here because, you know, I, I love the good analytics more than anybody else, but sometimes the analytics don't show you the subtleties of just watching the race and taking it in. And so with Carson Hosevar, it's like, you know, the broadcast picks up on nuances you know and you you see those these guys do what they do and, and Carson Hosevar is a guy that we always see right and the one that the broadcasters talk about because he's usually somewhere around the front Matt Benedetto is not a name that we hear often and it's for good reason it's because normally he's mired around in the 20s and it's you know again if we're talking people's names that you hear more that's usually because they're around the front so you know, it's kind of like a, a key to handicapping in NASCAR. If you hear the name quite often, nine times out of ten, it's because they're sniffing around the front and they're in contention, right? Exactly. Bingo. Next up for me, I found another way to bet on Tanner Gray because I love this dude. I told you guys, Truck Series is going to be a lot of betting on Gray. Wait until Taylor Gray comes back to the series in a couple weeks when he finally turns 18 and he can run these bigger tracks. Oh, I'm going to be betting a lot on Taylor Gray. But in the meantime, I'll take his older brother again, Tanner Gray. Uh, this is a group bet, and I have him to win Group A, where he is the least favorite in this. I guess he has the worst odds. Um, so there is two, four, six guys in this group. Chase Purdy's at the top, uh, plus 360. Then it's Stuart Friesen, Lane Riggs, Nick Sanchez, Matt Crafton, Tanner Gray all the way at the bottom. All these guys are plus 360, Crafton's plus 380, and then Gray is just plopped at the bottom there at plus 550. So right away, that jumps out to me. When I'm looking through these group bets on super speedways, the literally only thing I am looking for is who's at the bottom of these, what are their odds, and then who's in the group and can they beat them all? And I've checked all of those boxes here. I've already made the case for Tanner Gray to have a good finish. He's been strong every time he's been. 
to Daytona. He was strong here in Atlanta last season. So let's go through these other drivers. Chase Purdy, he started off the season pretty good in that KBM truck, right? But, uh, and I don't even have his Daytona finish in front of me, but again, anything can happen in these races. So I'm fine with that. Stuart Friesen, you just made the case for him to get a good finish. And maybe he does, but his super speedway track record, not super great. Lane Riggs, he might not even make the race at this point. So that would be a bonus for you there. If hopefully they see, this is where the books get two faced. Hopefully they still count that group if Lane Riggs doesn't make the thing, but we'll see. Nick Sanchez, uh, he's also had a decent start to the season in the KBM type of equipment. It's it's prepared, prepared by KBM. But again, he's not super flashy. Matt Crafton, he's always solid, but not super flashy as well. Um, and so I feel like Tanner Gray at plus 550. If he was at plus 360, even like all these other guys, yeah, maybe I like it still. But where he is just so much better odds at plus 550, can't pass that up. He could finish poorly and still beat all five of these guys if, if, things, if the chips fall the right way, right? And we've already made the case finish well. I think he will finish well if he can avoid the chaos. And so I, I like Tanner Gray to take this group. I found a way to get Crafton in uh, technically in one of my bets, but it's definitely not something I, I couldn't put anything on an outright <laughs> or even a, you know, whatever, because you're right. Anything can and will happen and, and Matt Crafton, you know, whatever. But I do love your Tanner Gray angle because again, it's, it's Tanner Gray and we were all over Tanner Gray this week in the race. Um, all right. I found another group bet as well. And I'm going to take uh, Tyler Ankrum as the winner of Group F. Again, if you want to know where we're getting the groups from, let us know. We'll tell you in uh, in Discord. Uh, obviously, can't really talk about them here, but uh, we, we tell you shop around. If you want to know where we're getting these groups, let us know. We'll tell you. Uh, but he's the winner of Group F. I know Cody said that he looks at the bottom and sees if everybody can beat him. But in Rod just goes to the top. <laughs> I go to the top because sometimes the top is is definitely the right answer in this one. It's only a plus 180, not, again, the sexiest of super speedway bets. But if you want to win money, I feel like this is a pretty easy, low-hanging fruit to do it. This group, the top is Tyler Ankrum, followed by Jake Garcia, Colby Howard, and Brett Holmes. Now, you just talked about Brett Holmes, how Brett Holmes probably should have um, done something. But uh, look, Jake Garcia, right? Jake Garcia ran Las Vegas. He did get a top 10 finish in Vegas, but he didn't run Daytona. Um, not a guy that's normally talked about on races uh, and race day. And he's he wasn't allowed to run Daytona because he's that's right, he's, not old enough. That's right. Elliott was in that truck. That's right. He was like literally like 15 like years old, right? I think that's yeah. what it is. Well, he's he's eighteen now. Oh, I so, know, but I'm just saying. But yeah, but not allowed to run. Not allowed to run at Daytona uh, when the trucks were there. Exactly. So uh, Tyler Ankrum this year. Uh, I'm sorry, at Atlanta overall, a 15th place finish, 18th place finish. He did finish 11th place here last year uh, in the new configuration. Not bad. And the two starts that he's had this season, Daytona, he started 27th, finished seventh. Las Vegas, he started 18th, finished 15th. So. Ankrum having a pretty solid season already, only two races in. But out of this group, I mean, we're talking, you know, just turned 18-year-old guys. We're talking uh, Colby Howard, who, again, have you heard his name? He finished 26th in this race last season. Um, not anything to write home about there. And then Brett Holmes, who in this race last season um, did not even appear on the sheet. Nope. So, yeah. 
I'm just saying, like Tyler Ankrum, the winner of this group, like I said, it's not sexy odds at plus 180, but it's pretty much going to be the winner of this group, in my opinion. I'm just going to throw out there that Brett Holmes is plus 325 in this group at the bottom. Yes, he is. And, you know, I, you made a good case. I like it. So I'll, I'll back you on that. But I'm also going to hedge a little <laughs> bit on the Brett Holmes angle because I like me some Brett Holmes this week. He is plus 1300 for a top three, plus 650 for a top five. Going to sprinkle a little bit on both. You go back and look. He's got two starts at Daytona. Neither of them were great finishes. Got caught up in stuff early. He finished 31st in the spring. Uh, he didn't race in Atlanta last season, so we don't have anything there. But in two starts at Talladega, he finished 15th in his first start there. And in his other start, he finished third. If NASCAR wouldn't have been so freaking quick to the trigger, caution trigger, which they've been again lately here, uh, that should have been a Brett Holmes win or a Ben Rhodes win, but it ended up being a Matt Benedetto win. But Brett Holmes should have won that race, in my opinion, uh, and he proved to me there that he could finish in third place at Talladega. So, again, you're with these super speedway races, it can go any number of ways, right? And guys can get caught up in stuff. Maybe he's caught up in a rec lap one, and all these bets are thrown out the window. It can happen. But he has proven in the past that he can finish third place at a super speedway. For me, that's good enough to take him at 13 to 1 to do it again. Uh, again, sort of limited starts in super speedways. He doesn't start all of the races all the time. This is a, a tr you know, family owned team, Holmes Racing. Uh, but Brad Holmes has proven he can do it. He can hang with the big boys. He knows how to work the draft. Uh, so I like him this weekend uh, for that top three at plus 1300. And even the top five at plus 650, both of those are very nice. Uh, I'm going to take a little bit of each. I mean, it's good value, right? I, I, anything can and will happen. And if that's the way that you're going to go, then that's the way that you're going to go. Uh, yeah. And if, if he does finish top three, you're not going to care about the Tyler Ankrum group bet because it's going to pay for it. And if he wrecks out early, you can cash that Tyler Ankrum plus 180 and be happy then too. Indeed. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, it's, a, it's just a matter of who's going to be sticking around uh, at the end. Speaking of being around at the end, I am going to take Ford as the winning manufacturer of this race, plus 210 to win it. Uh, look, when you look back at the last few races, and in fact, just last season even, um, at this new configuration, the Toyotas were the top four trucks, five of the top six trucks here, followed by Ford, Ford, and then a couple of Chevys. Well, the top, what, two of the four were KBM trucks. KBM is no longer for our Toyota anymore. So you take those two out. Thor Sport, you know, Ben Rhodes, Ty Majeski, they were there at the top as well. But I still don't know that, you know, that's going to happen. I'm going to actually give you a, a Toyota to win this race as an outright winner. But I'm going to hedge a little with Ford as the winning manufacturer because you're taking out two of the top Chevys. And listen, we know that anything can happen. But Kyle Busch's new Chevy team is not the most sexiest of driver lineups. So, I, you know, we, we saw a little bit of success, but we haven't seen that sustained dominance that KBM had with Toyota. So it may take another couple of races for that relationship to sort of solidify and get better. But as of now, you can probably take those trucks out of the mix, really, in, in any sort of conversation and, and toss in 
you know, a couple of Fords that might be able to do it uh, as well. You got Zane Smith in a Ford, right? I mean, you've got Tanner Gray in a Ford. You just talked about how uh, good those guys are. Um, which uh, which manufacturer did you say you were going to give out as your winner? Did I say what? What did I look at? I, oh, I never thought, mind. I, I'm you sorry. Said Toyota, didn't you? I do have. I do have a. a <laughs> you do have a Ford winning the race. I do have a Ford winning the race. Good, good catch, Cody. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He, he was a Toyota last year, but he is a Ford this. That year. is that is why I think I got confused. Also, and and listen, full disclosure, it is my birthday today, so um, I I'm kind of. Uh, Rod's been Rod's been tying one on all day. I have not been tying too many on, I, but I have uh, I have had a big dinner and uh, and a lot of excitement over the last couple of hours. So uh, I'm still trying to catch my breath from that. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, you've got you know Haley Deegan even if you wanted to sneak one in there, uh, Matt Crafton, Ty Majeski, Ben Rhodes, uh, you know just a, a mess of Fords that have a chance of winning this race. And like I said, I think it's a good bet at plus two ten. Uh, because it is not the favorite to win this race. Toyota, in fact, is the favorite manufacturer um, to win this, and I'm not really so. I'm sorry, Chevy is the the winning manufacturer at plus one twenty. Toyota and Ford are both plus two ten. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Ford angle of this. I wouldn't mind sprinkling any on on uh, Toyota as well, just in case um, one of those sneak well, a win. And just the fact that Zane Smith is the favorite to win this at plus five fifty, and you can still get Ford at plus two eighty. Or plus plus two ten. Yeah. I mean, that's that seems crazy to me. I mean, so that that alone is a a bonus in the Ford camp, and then you do have all the Thor Sport trucks, um, and then yeah, there's not a ton of Fords, so that so they're a bit limited. But that's five of the top cars or trucks rather in the field. So I like that Zane Smith, a guy we don't have any bets on, but he is the favorite to win this race. He's really fucking good at super speedways, so don't be surprised if he wins. But it is. I, I cannot talk myself into betting the favorites at super speedways almost ever because it just so many things can happen, Rod. But I just wanted to toss that out there. No, it's all good. Next up for me is is this my Corey LaJoy of the truck series when it comes to super speedways, Rod? Yes. Potentially, yes. Likely, yes. But I love me some Spencer Boyd. Screwed us a little bit by not making the race in Daytona. But again, already addressed that at the beginning of the show. It, it, where they qualify, the, their single car run speed or single truck run speed means absolutely nothing when it comes to the race. Spencer Boyd can get it done on super speedways. I am going to go for the trifecta here. Spencer Boyd for a top five is plus 1,500. A top three is 50 to one. He doesn't have to win the race. You can hit him at 50 to one. 250 to one to win this race rod i crowbarred in that fifth winner by putting it in this block but <laughs> 250 to one you gotta throw just a little tiny sprinkle on there and you know why you have to throw a little tiny sprinkle on there rod he's done it before he's won at talladega in a young motorsports truck guess what team he's run for almost his entire career guess what team he's still running for young motorsports He's, he's literally done it before. He was a long shot at the time. He's still a long shot for a reason, but he knows how to get it done. He can get it done. Let's go back and look at his last four times he made the race at Daytona. <laughs> so this spring not included. But if he makes a race, 11th place, 13th place, 19th place, and 4th place. So another top five in addition to that Talladega win 
just by looking at this. That's his four starts at Daytona, all inside the top 19, all running at the end. That's all stuff that you need to get into the top five, that you need to get into the top three, that you need to win this race. You go over to Talladega, seventh his last time out there, 38th. He got caught up in a wreck early. That happens, right? The race before 2019, that's the one he won. The race before that, 13th. So three of the four starts at Talladega, he's been inside the top 13. Again, all of this in a Young's Motorsports truck, that's what he is still driving in. So why he gets disrespected is because it's the truck is slow every other week because he can't qualify if the field's too big like at Daytona. And that's the other thing, too, is there's only one truck not making this race. So that helps his odds maybe just slightly if, if we do not get the rain. Um, and maybe the rain just saves us and Spencer Boyd makes the race and we don't have to worry about it. But he can get it done at super speedways. He's gotten it done multiple times. He's got in those, what is that, eight starts on super speedways between Daytona and Talladega. He's got two top five finishes and eight starts. And, and you're telling me I can get him at uh 15 to 1 to be in the top five 50 to 1 to be in the top three he doesn't even have to win this and he's done that before too i can't pass up on these juicy odds like this and again it is almost throwing a dart at a board but you know where to aim when you're throwing this dart because you know that it will stick in that spot i don't know that was a, not a dart guy so that was probably a bad <laughs> analogy but Whatever. This is a good bet. <laughs> <laughs> Cody doesn't watch the Ocho enough to watch all the darts. <laughs> At least you know what you're aiming for when you're when you're yeah. throwing it toward the twenty. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the the point, you know. This is the it's a smaller circle, so it's a little harder to hit, but you get it in there and you score a lot more points, right? Amen. I'll I'll take that analogy. That's that's a good one. That's right the there. extent of my dart knowledge. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm going to throw a dart, and I'm going to throw a dart at the winning <laughs> truck number at more than 50. It's 50 or over. This is at plus 280. Uh, and and again, when you look at these trucks, the numbers, it's front loaded, right? In the um, <laughs> it's front loaded in the other series, but definitely not so much. Uh, when you when you're talking about the trucks, it just feels like for the truck series, um, you're looking at the the better trucks half the time in the um, in the the what you call it in the higher numbers. Higher numbers. Yeah, look at last season uh, at this racetrack. Corey Heim was in the 51. He won this. Ben Rhodes was in the 99. He came in second. Ty Majeski was in the 66. He came in third. That tells me that those three trucks were all pretty damn good. Uh, I'm still good on Ben Rhodes and Ty Majeski, right? That's definitely something that you're looking at as well. Um, but you've got a good flock of of cars uh, down below that number. You've got uh, Stuart Friesen in the 52. Uh, like we said, we got Matt Crafton who may end up, I don't know, jumping in. Who knows? Uh, Timmy Hill could accidentally do something. Um, Jack Wood and then Ben Rhodes and Ty Majeski. So that's a pretty heavy-hitting list, considering you know some of these other ones. Like the only other number range that made any sort of made me feel any better was somewhere in that like eleven to twenty range, or maybe even like the thirty-eight to fifty range. You know, those are those are the only two other number ranges. But that one, the fifty-plus, has some heavy-hitting trucks in it. And I think if I'm going to put some money down on a car number, I think that's where I'm going to put mine. Yeah, this is a solid group. There's not a ton of trucks below this number, but 
You got three Thor Sport trucks in there. You got Stuart Friesen in there. You got a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck in there. Like, that's pretty solid. Timmy Hill, he can do damage at a super speedway. He's done it before. Uh, so, yeah, but I like this one. You're getting it at a pretty good price. And, again, gives you a bunch of different guys to keep your bets on so that if, you know, a couple of your bets get taken out early, you're, uh, you're still in the game. Yep, and you don't have to go too crazy with it either, and it's a nice little just insurance policy on a super speedway type of a race just to make sure you've got yourself uh, good and covered. So I love it because, again, you could put you know some money on Ford. You could put some money on the winning truck over 50 and, and be sitting nicely because you've got a lot of trucks in those ranges to, uh, to keep you occupied uh, just in case everything turns south. Exactly. I like it. All right. I like it too. All right. We got winners to get to. We'll do that after the break. But let's tell you first about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars that's underdogfantasy.com promo code s g p n u yes you thank you for watching us on youtube and keeping the channel alive keeping the bosses happy with the fact that you are staring at our beautiful faces and keeping our our youtube subscriptions rolling keeping the views coming and keeping everything hunky-dory in the nascar gambling podcast world on youtube so continue to do the things that it takes to keep us youtubing which is liking videos commenting uh and then hitting the bell right so you know when we go live because we've done that a couple times already kind of one of our favorite things to do now at this point uh to talk to you guys out there but yes help keep this youtube channel rolling we love you what did i say please love me love us Yes, I think that was your comment yesterday. Please love me. Hit that love button. Validate my existence, please. It's Rod's birthday. Go give us a, a follow on the YouTube channel just for Rod's birthday. It is my birthday. And, hey, on the YouTube channel, Sunday night, we had a surprise reaction show to the to the race, uh, to the weekend's action, really. If you had your bell turned on, you knew we were live. You got to, to jump in, comment, give your thoughts, and we took some questions and all that fun stuff, so... You never know when that'll happen again. You never know. Keep it locked right here. All right, let us win. I still feel dirty every time I ask, but uh, let's get to some winners, shall we? Let's do it, Rod. How's how's your beer looking over there? You need a break again? No, uh, yeah, because you're going to, yeah. <laughs> I, I got about 20 minutes to, to chill while you get this all set up. I'm going to be quick. I already talked about most of these guys. Carson, host of our plus 1800 Again, Zane Smith, so good at super speedways, but only five to one. That's, that's just not fun. Uh, you know, it's not fun. So went down the, the favorites list. Carson Hosovar, a guy I like, 18 to one. Again, already made the case for him earlier, but his last three races at Daytona, 12th, 9th, 5th, uh, 27th last season. He, he, he was running at the end, but he kind of got caught up in it. So not going to take that too, too much. Tanner Gray. You think I was going to leave him off the winner card? I already found eight other ways to bet on him. Of course, I'm going to bet him to win this race. 30 to 1. If you need me to explain why to bet on him again, hit the rewind button. Brett Holmes, another guy. I already made the made the case. The top three, the top five. 
Should have won a Talladega. Time for Brett Holmes to get his revenge. He's going to win this weekend 60-1. to And just because I love her and I'm going to be rooting very hard for this, Haley Deegan, 100-1. to Why not, Rod? She finished sixth place at Talladega last season. Uh, she finished 17th at Daytona last year. Not not a great finish. Uh, early last season, she had a tire go down, went into the wall, didn't really get a chance here at Atlanta. She does wreck a lot in super speedway races. I, I will say that, but she's proven with that sixth place finish at Talladega that if she can keep it together, she could be there at the end. Man, I want to see her win so bad. Think of the story that's going to be, and if you could have had a bet on her at 100 to 1, you're going to want to be in on that. So Haley Deegan wraps it up at 100 to 1. That's even a better story. If you had her at 100 to 1, that's like, heck yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah. Not um, only did you have the, the women who won, woman who wins the truck series race, you bet on her at 100 to 1. You believed in her. Great story to tell everyone. I love it. And I love all those winners. I really do. Uh, but I'm also going to give you Ben Rhodes to add on top of that. He is at plus 1,000. Pretty good odds You're for Ben Rhodes. For yeah, it, well. Yeah, I got to the dock <laughs> first. Thank I you shopped, very much. I shopped around for that price. Oh, did you? you? What did I have? You had a plus 850. Oh, you found a better price for him. Nice. I love it even more. This is I do, I, I'm Rod's personal shopper when it comes to bets. Thank God. Because, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was only on one, and then I had to go to dinner. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, Ben Rose plus 1,000. Much better odds than where I found him. Um, definitely one of the favorites to win this race. He came in second here last season we just talked about that on this track to Corey heim uh he actually led nine laps in this race uh this one got passed around quite a bit Stuart friesen like we talked about led 49 uh chandler smith led 21 Corey heim led 22 ben rhodes led nine of those but he's been pretty good this season in, in the two races that they put on the track he finished 11th in daytona after starting 26th then he finished third in las vegas after starting ninth Dude has been lights out uh, in Daytona in his career. In eight career starts, he's got four top tens, three top fives, one win, uh, including the 2021 race where he won, and then he came in second in the spring of 2022. Uh, 11th place finish, uh, like we talked about to start this season off. Not really the greatest at Talladega. Uh, he has seven starts. He's got two top tens, but he also has two top fives, which one of them was a second-place finish last year in Talladega. Uh, I'm a big believer in Ben Rhodes this week. Now I absolutely love his price at plus 1,000. So, again, I know he's not necessarily one of the, the crazy long shots that we love to go out on, but I think this is a very, very solid investment uh, on Ben Rhodes. And plus, if you bet on Ben Rhodes, and if you bet on Ford, and if you bet on the winning truck, that's a pretty hell of a good and if you can parlay those three, that gets even better. So might be something to look into. Talk about triple dipping, Rod. I love it. Go forward. I do too. Made a great case. Uh, yeah, Ben Rhodes, great on super speedways as well. We've seen him get it done before. Uh, I believe he was one of the guys you mentioned finished on the top three last season here. So we know he can get it done. Uh, yeah, I like it. Beautiful. Um, all right. Well, get your pen and paper out. We're going to go over the bets. Make sure you uh, sharpen that pencil, too. You're going to need to, especially with Cody's bets. Uh, 
Or if you got a mechanical pencil, just click it a lot of times. You're going to go through that lead quick. Get the clicks in. Get the clicks in. Uh, all right, Cody started you out with Tanner Gray as a top three car at plus 850. Threw in the top five at plus 325. I said Stuart Friesen was going to be a top five at plus 575. And then Cody and I both agree that Carson Hosevar is going to have a better finish than Matt DiBenedetto at minus 115. And then Cody gave you Tanner Gray as the winner of Group A. Go look up Group A and select uh, Tanner Gray at plus 550. I said uh, Tyler Ankrum was going to be the winner of Group F at plus 180. And then Cody came back with Brett Holmes as a top three car at plus 1,300 and a top five car at plus 650. I said Ford may be the winning manufacturer at plus 210. Cody said Spencer Boyd was going to be a top five truck at plus 1,500, a top three truck at plus 5,000, and then sprinkle a little something on there to win at 250 to one. Thank him later. I said the winning truck was going to be uh, a number higher than 50 or 50 or higher. Uh, there is no 50 truck, so it has to be at least 51 or more at plus 280. And then Cody said Carson Hosevar at 18 to 1 uh, will win. And then uh, Tanner Gray at 30 to 1, Holmes at 60 to 1, and Deegan at 100 to 1 to win this race. I said Ben Rhodes at 10 to 1 will be your race winner. Woo! That is a full card. That is a full card, Rod. Your dance card is full. You know, you know some of these ones with, with the, the darts we're tossing out there, these super speedways afford us that opportunity. You hit one or two of these, pays for your whole weekend, really. So that's all you got to do. Indeed. And then you can just start throwing around stuff on uh, Xfinity and on uh, Cup after that. Bingo. Yes, and if you haven't listened to the Xfinity show, we already recorded that one. Uh, so go back and listen to that and come back for the Cup Series picks as well. Indeed, right. We'll have the Cup Series pick, and then we'll have the DFS as well to close out the week. I love weeks where there's all three series because then it's just wall-to-wall bets, man. That's that's what we're Smooth loading you up with. Sailing. You got to bring a big shopping bag to the uh, to the podcast in weeks where there's all three um, three series going. I love it. I think we have all three series in action until Easter now, Rod, uh, a few weeks out. So whew, it'll be good. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Cody. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, and I will, uh, you know, sleep off all of my birthday activities. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> no, for the record, listen, I, I literally have not had anything other than like the four sips of this. I'm just, I'm so full from dinner. Uh, I just had uh, an evening with my brother and my wife and my kids and, and my dad. So like you want to talk about just, you know, coming down off of that. It's, it's, it's one of those things, you know, but the, the work's got to get done. We love you guys and we got to continue to put this stuff out for you so um, you can continue to win money. Uh, but again, it was just a, a fun day and now it's the cap off to be with Cody and hang out and talk NASCAR to end it. Love it. Start, you technically started this day, for me anyways, together because it was midnight when we finished recording yesterday. <laughs> That's true. Now we're ending it in style together again. Oh. I love it, Rod. We'll have to come back for more tomorrow. Let's do it. Let's do it. But before we do, let everybody know where they can find you in the meantime before we come back tomorrow. Yep. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Z. Find all my work over there. F1 Gambling Podcast as well. We got an episode of that coming out uh, this week, so check that out as well. 
Indeed. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it is here, whether it is the Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media. Backroads coming out tomorrow night. Look out for my NASCAR article on SBR. Uh, got the winners for the Cup Series race in there as well. We're going to have some fun tomorrow. We're talking Cup. We're talking Cup bets. We're talking this Atlanta Motor Super Speedway. Corey LaJoy. Already stacking up his pennies for that. Come back tomorrow. We'll have some more fun. Until then, everybody, let's go racing and let it ride.